Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, actually, a very exciting day for me. Uh, boy, this is something uh, five years ago when I uh, started our show. Uh, never dreamed maybe this day would come, but thankful for it. And we are thankful to welcome to our show uh, Jim Shockey. And uh, certainly, if you're into the outdoors and hunting, uh, you know the name, legend hunter, conservationist, award-winning outdoor writer, uh, wildlife photographer, and uh, outfitter for nearly 30 years. Of course, you know the TV shows on the Outdoor Channel, um, Uncharted, one of our favorites, uh, Jim Shockey Hunting Adventures. So, Jim, thanks for being with us today on Sportsman of Colorado. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm getting a big fat head listening to all those compliments, though. Well, hey, well, I'm telling you, it was awesome to meet you here uh, in in Denver, and uh, so so thankful you're taking a few minutes to be with us today. Well, you know, boy, look, looking and doing the research, you know, watched your shows for all the years and all the things, but then going back and, and listening to uh, kind of how you got into this and some of your background, wow, it's just things I didn't know. So if you don't mind taking a minute. Take us back a little bit and uh, tell us a little bit of your history and then how you got into the whole hunting and outdoors. Boy, I started about, let's see, I think it was two years old, <laughs> collecting beetle bugs and earthworms uh, uh, way back when. And, and I mean, I, it was, I was born into it, so it wasn't long before I graduated to mice and gophers and coyotes <laughs> and eventually deer. And, and our, our family, when I grew up, I, I mean, I lived in a trailer park for my first six years. And if my dad didn't get a moose every fall, we didn't go you know, buy a cow. That didn't exist. Right. Like, I didn't even know you could do that back in those days. So, so we, you know, we came from a hunting family, but for meat, um, you know, my dad, his uh, favorite hunt would be get out there, get get a deer first thing in the morning so you could be back at work by noon. And that was a good hunting season. And I... I just took a one more step where, to me, you know, there's something a little more spiritual involved than just just the meat. So, you know, I, I uh, started trying to make the hunts last until the last day, and uh, and uh, then started writing about it. And then I published my first article in Bowbender magazine back in 1984. Got forty-two dollars for that article. Wow, now that started me on my professional career. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And, you know, um, again, we're going to talk about some of the hunting and all the things, but one of the things that really impressed um, me, uh, you know, a lot about um, just your, uh, your mission, your philosophy a little bit is your emphasis on family. Um, talk, talk a minute just about, you know, what that means for you as far as family, now hunting with family and uh, all of that. Well, uh, you know, I... That that is what hunting is about. Right? They they tend to focus in the popular press on that little tiny slice of hunting that that's the kill, and and they say that's what hunting is all about is the kill. It's not. Hunting is a big pie all around that part. You know, that's a, that's a fraction of a second in a in a given hunt that might have taken a year to prepare for and and uh, you know years to save for. Sure. And 
so family family is is a huge part of that that pie. Um, you know, back historically, we would have we would have hunted to bring food to our family. You know, which which makes the you know the tribe stronger, the clan stronger, and and that's you know it, it was all about family, mm-hmm. and and it still is to this day. If you know when I'm speaking at events, it, I see families in front of me. You know, this isn't you know it's nice to get a big animal shirt, it is, and it's nice to get meat for the table, but ultimately. You know, the family is is the most important part. This tradition of passing down the skills from grandfather to father to you know son to grandson and and, and on through the generations. I mean, that's it, you know, to me, hunting is uh, is all about family. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Jim Shockey is our guest. Be sure and check out his Facebook page or, or one of them. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash uncharted television. You can follow there. Check your local listings for the outdoor channel shows. Again, Jim Shockey hunting adventures and Jim Shockey uncharted. A uh, great, great show. And you know, there, boy, our, our stations are filled with a lot of shows, but I'm telling you, uh, I can't think of one that, that, it comes near to matching um, where you put us because where you, it's great when you can kind of follow the adventure and yet feel like almost you're it's, it's almost like a documentary a little bit of, of the places that you go and you know the lifestyles and all of that um, so when you started TV how's that really changed from what you were doing then when you very first began to what you're doing now with Uncharted uh, you know I when I first started, my my goal was to bring the hunters along with us on the hunt. And I, I remember when I first pitched the, the sponsors about it way long ago, boy, 17, 18 years ago, for the hunting adventure show. And you know, I, you know, I said we're going to be hopefully traveling all over the world and talking about culture and and uh, different hunting skills, traditions in other parts of the world. They, 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 the, com- the most common response was it'll never fly because it's not about turkeys and whitetail, and that's all hunters want to see. And, they, and you know, I, I, I disagreed with them. I, you know, hunters are explorers, explorers are hunters. And we, we've been opening up this world since the beginning of humankind. Mm-hmm. And part of that is discovering, you know, the different foods in a new place, uh, uh, the traditions in a new place, the uh, the culture that's in these places, and every hunter, given the opportunity, you know, wants, I believe, to to learn about that. And, and again, as I was saying, that that's a part of hunting that the you know popular press tends to forget about, or at least not focus on. So we we decided to do that. You know, it's what I love about traveling to these places. Even if it's down to Mississippi, my goodness sakes, I was there a couple weeks ago. Right. <laughs> that's. That's a different culture than I'm used <laughs> yes, to. Sir. Yes, sir. And, and definitely different food. So, so you know, that's, that's what I wanted to show in, in our television productions. And, it, and it's obviously, you know, it, it's worked. Hunters yes. are interested in far more than just turkeys and, and white-tailed deer. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, as you travel the world and you speak at all the different things that you do and um, – what do you believe are the challenges that you see for hunters and, and conservation going forward? Well, I mean, it's educating the, the non-hunting public. You know, there's a tiny percentage, probably 3% out there, that are just ideological, will never change their opinion of what, what hunting is. They, they don't 
it's not about the wildlife. It's, it's about stopping hunters right. from doing what they do. So those will never be able to change. You know, then there's 10% of, of us that hunt, um, you know, plus family members, so it's a lot higher number than that. But then there's the, the middle 80%. And that, our biggest challenge will be educating that middle 80% about what hunting actually is and, and, and the benefits of hunting conservation-wise, just health-wise, if, if for no other reason, good organic meat, mm-hmm. and, and touching back family-wise. You know, it's, it's a great pastime for a family. So our biggest challenge would be somehow getting into the, the mainstream press with, with that message and, and you know, negating some of their, their negative press on and caricaturizing, or caricaturizing. <laughs> I've been hiking for a long time. Yeah, no uh, you know, Like basically showing us as buffoons. I mean, we're not. We're not. And that, that's going to be our biggest challenge is uh, educating the non-hunting public. We, we need them. And for the most part, as soon as you have a chance to explain to them, they understand. They get it very quickly. It, it's just logic. And, and on top of that, it's right. So, that, you know, if we can reach them with a message, we all, uh, we'll, we'll done a great service to hunting and hunting hunters going into the future. Yes, sir. You know, looking at all the different places you've hunted, uh, you know, and looking up some of the research, 45 countries, six continents, uh, 350 species, what, what drives you still today after having so much success? Um, what, what's still your, your motivation for continuing on? <laughs> Discovery. Yes, sir. I mean, what, what's, what's over that, that next mountain, across that next river? Uh, that's, like I said earlier, hunters are explorers, explorers are hunters. And, and, you know, it's not so much about the animal. I, I'm honestly just as excited hunting a, a, a gopher as I am hunting a Cape buffalo over in Africa. Yes. I, I, you know, that, that feeling as a hunter, we know what it is. It, it's virtually impossible to explain it to somebody who doesn't hunt I mean, until they experience it. They, they don't, they can't, how do you, how do you describe it? Overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an adrenaline rush. It's not, you, you can get that doing, you know, jumping out of an airplane. That's, that's not what it is at all. So, so it's that, that deep spirituality that, that, overwhelms you when, when you're out there in the wildlands, you know, knowing you're hunting, not just voyeuristically looking at the, uh, at the animals or, the, you know, the landscape, but actually being a part of, of this natural cycle of life begetting death, begetting life, begetting death. I mean, it, it's, you know, being a part of that in every place that I can be and, and discovering you know, the, the hunting techniques, learning about the people in that area, you know, the habits of the wildlife that we're after, the taste. I mean, just to try these different animals, the different ways they prepare them. You know, this this all draws me like a, a moth to a flame. And like I say, I, I think that's the, the explorer gene inside this particular hunter is very, very strong, but, it, but it's in every hunter. Absolutely. Jim Shockey is our guest. Check out, again, this Facebook, facebook.com slash Uncharted Television. Follow him on Facebook. Um, check out the shows on the Outdoor Channel for your local listings. We're going to take a short break. And, Jim, when we come back, I'd like for you to, you know, I've watched some of the videos and different things about you. And I, and I heard you tell a story about, um, and I, I forgot where you were, but where the gentleman ripped off your sunglasses. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, yeah, I would love for you to tell that story if you don't mind when we come back. 
100% I'll do it. All right, sir. You're listening to Sports from Colorado. we got to take a short break. We'll be back with more with Jim Shockey right after this. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And because we know that your pet will have many different needs throughout its life, we offer complete pet care services every day, all at one location. Whether your furry friend needs a checkup, advanced medical care, surgery, boarding, grooming, obedience training, food, care products, or toys, we are here for your pet seven days a week. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we know that you want the very best for your pet, which is why you can count on us to provide top-notch care in everything we do. We are certified with the highest rankings by the American Animal Hospital Association and hold a gold star rating with the Better Business Bureau. You and your pet can visit us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are located at 8681 East Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. Learn more about us by visiting our website at LoneTreeVet.com or just give us a call at 303-708-8050. Attorney Kevin Flesh has the experience and the knowledge to get more than an apology from those responsible for serious accidents. Sometimes saying, I'm sorry, is enough. Uh, sorry about that. It's all right. But after a serious accident, I'm sorry just won't do. Oops. Sorry about that. My bad. Um... When you've been in an accident and sorry just won't do, you need representation on your side that will get the job done. Call attorney Kevin Flesh at 303-806-8886. That's Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if he can help you to get the compensation that you deserve. Tired of walking into gun stores and seeing the same guns everywhere you go? Check out our sponsor, Old Steel Historical Firearms. Hi, this is Scott Watley of Sportsman of Colorado. At Old Steel, they specialize in the purchase and sale of historical firearms. Need to get your firearm collection appraised? They can help. Buy, sell, trade, and consignments are welcome at Old Steel. Open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, Old Steel Historical Firearms is located at 12 East Girard Avenue in Inglewood. That's just two blocks north of Hamden, off Broadway. Now you can own a piece of history at Old Steel Historical Firearms. Call 720-662-7252. That's 720-662-7252. Check out their website, oldsteelguns.com. Hi, Dan Johnson, General Manager of Len Lyle Chevrolet. You know, I hear it all the time. If you give me a good enough deal, I'll buy your vehicle. So here it is. A 2017 Crew Cab 4x4 loaded for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or how about a 2017 Chevy Cruze sign and drive lease for only $1.99 a month. Heck, that's cheaper than a used car. And we'll pay top dollar for your trade-in. So go east and pay the lease. Len Lyle Chevrolet I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. Very honored today and a true privilege to have a legend 
actually on our show, and that is Jim Shockey. I uh, got to meet Jim recently when he was here in Denver at the Cabela's, and a great privilege for him to take a few minutes and be with us today. Now, before the break, I mentioned a video that I saw, and you were um, in a, a foreign, foreign place and what we might call dangerous, and I guess that all depends on the political climate and what's going on then, but um, uh, tell us that story a little bit, Jim, about the sunglass issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that actually that, that's happened on the in Ethiopia on the smuggling line between Somalia and Sudan. Um, I was in in an area that is controlled by the Mercy tribe, and you know there, there, there's some of them are, are like anywhere. There, there's some bad actors, and, and I was out in the savannah and I bumped into a uh, group of about seven of these young warriors. I mean, they're all carrying AK-47s. They're hard, hard, hard young men. You know, they're late teens, early twenties. Lots of testosterone. And uh, <laughs> when they when they came up to us, I mean, normally we're a pretty hard target. You know, we always show or try and present that that look, you, you, someone's going to get killed, someone's going to get hurt, real bad, and, and we don't know which one it is. So don't bother. It's just not worth it. But in this case, you know, occasionally, you, you know, you get someone that wants to push it, and the, this young sort of leader of that little gang came up to me, you know, there was a standoff in front of us, and he walked up and pulled my sunglasses off my face and, and put them on himself and then turned to his buddies and was kind of, you know, like, yeah, look how cool I am. And, you know, that that's a dominance. That, that he's exerting dominance. And right. You, you can't ever let that happen. You know, this isn't about diplomacy when it comes to that kind of situation. It's, you know, force can only be met with an equal force, and if it, uh, it you know goes beyond that, well, that so be it. But you're not going to avoid it by talking. It'll just get worse. You'll turn around and next he'll he'll grab whatever, make you take your boots off, and then mm-hmm. then eventually they they just do whatever they want with you. So so when he well, after he turned to his buddies and turned to me just to kind of see what I would do, I reached over and grabbed his uh, his uh, Grigri necklace and snapped it off his neck and and implied that this was a good trade. He gets my sunglasses, I get his Grigri. So there's equal force. At that point, he has to decide, am, am I bluffing or, or, you know, is, is this truly, you know, someone's going to die, someone's going to get hurt badly. And I remember it was a standoff for about 15 seconds, but, you know, human nature, this little guy was, you knew he was probably uh, not much of a, not, not a very nice guy even to his buddies. He was the leader for a reason. He was probably meaner and not, not as well liked as the other guys, but, you know, more powerful. He, one of the other guys behind him starts snickering. And once that happened, then the whole group of them started laughing at, at their little leader, and that broke the, the tension. He, right. he gave the sunglasses back. I gave the Grigri necklace back to him, and we're, uh, we, we were buddies. Because that, that was the only way to save things. So I actually, my screensaver on my computer is of me standing with those seven <laughs> little bad actors and, and uh, <laughs> taking a picture with them. So that, you know, it reminds me every single day of, of the fact that we can never ever walk around being victims. You know, sometimes sometimes you just have to stand your ground. Yes, draw a line in the sand, that's it. No more, no more. And, and that's, like I say, a reminder every day when I see that picture. Absolutely, man. What a cool story. Yeah. Um, so all the trophies, we mentioned those, a few of those that you've taken. Um, are there any that you can think of that just have more of a, a special meaning for you? Oh, for sure. A- any, of the, any of the animals that... 
you know, I was hunting with my family. Yes, not, not animals that I've taken necessarily. I mean, I, I've got white-tailed deer from my father, moose from my father that are in, in our museum. You know, Eva's deer or son Bramlin's deer. I, I think I've even got a couple of Eva's moose, you know, up on the wall, which which you can always tell because they're the smallest ones up there. <laughs> yeah. they, they, those, those are, hopefully, hopefully Eva's listening right now. Thank you, Eva. You the most important animals to me, the memories of, of being with family. Yes, yeah, sir. But uh, it just doesn't get any better than that. I don't care if it's a world record walking by me. If it, if it meant that I would miss a hunt with one of my family members, I, I, would, I would care less about that world record. Right. It's way, way more important about family. Absolutely. Jim Shockey is our guest. Once again, check out the Outdoor Channel shows that Jim has. Uncharted, you will not see a finer show than that. Jim Shockey's hunting adventures as well. So what could be possibly be left on the Jim Shockey bucket list to take? <laughs> well, there's animals, you know, just because I've hunted in those countries all over the world doesn't mean that I got the animals after every time. So there's some places that I sure like to go back and have a, a sure. redo yes, sir. With, uh, back to Liberia for zebra diker. I, you know, I spent 17 days hiking around in those jungles trying to get a zebra diker, never saw one. And, uh, then, of course, the Ebola uh, problem happened, so I, I haven't been able to get back in there. And, you know, that's that's one that I'd like to go back and try. I, I've heard that there's hunting for mouse deer in Vietnam, but I don't know anybody that's done it. Um I love the hunting Guam. I know there's actual hunting for sandbar there. So, hmm. you know, there's a few places that uh, I haven't been in. And if there's countries that will open up, like Japan, to uh, foreign hunting, there's a lot of hunting in Japan, but just not, not for foreigners. Sure. So if they ever open up, I'd love to hunt hunt there. And uh, China, if it opens up again. The Primorsky Cry over in Russia, I didn't get a chance to hunt down there out of Vladivostok. You know, th- those are there's some really cool animals that they're trying to go after, so... So there's there's lots on the bucket list. You know, it's it's just you know the world's a big place, and uh, hmm. nobody will ever hunt everything everywhere. But uh, I, I mean, I'm sure give it my best shot. Yes, sir, absolutely. You know, when I first contacted you, I was over in uh, South Africa hunting, and of course, I know you go over there quite a bit as well. Uh, what do you see in the future for you know, boy, the, the climate there for hunting in South Africa? Uh, you know, it's a really sad, sad state of affairs in so many of the African countries. Not not just South Africa. You know, they're, they're you know, they're they're rolling over. They're they're turning over. There, there's so much change happening, and I, and I sometimes despair about what will happen to the wildlife in those places. You know, I, I it's definitely going to continue to go. You know, like they'll they'll still be hunting in South Africa for sure into the foreseeable future, but. But, uh, boy, you know, another 20 years from now, I'd like my, my grandchildren to be able to experience the hunting in South Africa, but, but I'm not so sure that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, like I said, sometimes filled with despair, the political situation in these countries. You know, there, there's a lot of failed states over in Africa, and South Africa is still functioning, but, but not as well as it was you know, a few years back. So I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, I, if I was wise enough, wise enough to predict the future, I'd <laughs> be able to tell everybody either get out of there or everybody move there. I, you know, I just, it's hard to say. But but I know it, it doesn't 
I, I you know, I, it doesn't look great for the wildlife, unfortunately. Yes, sir. But, uh, you know, that, that's the reality of today's world. There's, there's too many of us as the problem. There's seven and a half billion of us in this world, and we need space. We need something to eat, and, and unfortunately, wildlife is something that can be eaten and doesn't really belong to anybody, so it doesn't hurt your own net worth. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. If, uh, any, anything we can do to help over there, we really have a responsibility to do for sure as conservationists. Absolutely. Uh, just a couple minutes left here, but one thing, you know, uh, like I say, since family is a, certainly a, a big part to me, certainly, uh, you know, love that about uh, all the different things that I've been able to read and watch about you as well. What are your suggestions for those families maybe, you know, where, hey, you know, the dad or mom, you know, they are hunters or trying to get the kids into it. What are some uh, tips that maybe you could give for, you know, hey, you're trying to get your young person into doing this. Um, you know, what are some tips to help get our young people, you know, involved in this for the next generation of hunting? Yeah, there, there, you know, there's a, kind of a lost generation we urbanized uh, you know, back through the 60s, 70s, and, and lost a generation or two of hunters. So it is difficult nowadays for the just newer sort of local war type hunter from the urban centers to, to learn and, and discover the wonders of hunting without any connections into the hunting world. But you know, to them, I'd say that there's all kinds of local organizations, uh, fishing and game clubs, in just about every urban center. So, you know, the, the kids nowadays, the youngsters, are, are so well-versed at you know, Googling. Just Google. You'll yeah. find who's ever local in your area. And, and the great thing about hunters, they're always willing to help out. You know, if there's someone new, you know, this they, they don't treat them as, as outsiders. They welcome them. They want them to come and learn to discover. They want to share, the, like I said, the wonders of the outdoors. So so there's, there's many organizations, conservation organizations in every part of, of you know, Canada and the United States that that these people can, can access. And, and they'll, they'll find a, a welcoming committee that would love to have them and love to teach them about hunting, give them the, the, the starters, you know, a foundation. At that point, you know, then it's just desire. The more time you spend out in the wildlands, the higher your odds of, of succeeding getting that animal. So, you know, that, that takes desire. That that part, nobody can instill. That you're, you're born with that. Absolutely. Well, Jim, hey, man, I really mean this. I am super, super grateful for your time today, and uh, hopefully our paths will cross again. And uh, But I appreciate you taking time to be with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks for giving me a voice. All right. That's Jim Shockey. we got to take another short break. We'll be back with more of Sportsman of Colorado right after this. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Rampart Firearms in Sedalia. This is a great store, family owned and operated. They buy, sell, trade, and consign firearms. 
you will find a great selection of new and pre-owned handguns, shotguns, and rifles. If you can't find the gun you want, Rampart Firearms will special order your gun at no extra cost. Found a gun on the internet? Rampart Firearms will do one firearm transfer and the background check for only $10 if you mention Sportsman of Colorado. Rampart Firearms, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Located at Highway 67 in Santa Fe in Sedalia. Rampart Firearms opens seven days a week. 720-468-0050. Well, we did it now. Hi, Dan Johnson from Lin Lau Chevrolet. And we received a special allocation of over 600 new Chevrolets, and we're out of room. So to relieve our problem, check these deals out. A 2017 Silverado Crew Cab 4x4 for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or lease a 2017 Chevy Cruze for only $199 a month, sign and drive. Or a 2017 Chevrolet Equinox for up to $6,000 off MSRP. Go east and pay the lease. Lin Lau Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax, or on the web at Lin Lau Chevy. Chevy, find new roads. Dana Lash, late nights at 10 on KLZ 560 and 100.7 FM. KLZ, the source. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go to the phones now. And uh, you've been hearing us now for, oh, a month or so, talking about a new product and a new partner with us on the show, Game Drag System. And GameDragSystem.com is the website. And so the, um, the mind behind that idea is joining us. And we are glad to welcome Jerry McGowan on Sportsman of Colorado today. How are you, sir? I'm well, Scott. How are you this morning? Hey, I'm doing great, doing great. You know, kind of talked about in our first segment. We just got back from Alaska doing a little fishing there, and uh, so we had a great trip. And uh, But, man, was looking forward to getting back today and uh, having you on the show. And I hope to get up to your area in uh, Montana there soon and come see you because, boy, you live in a beautiful area. Yeah, Scott, it's, it's pretty smoky up here now as it is most of the northwest. But I'll tell you what, you'll still find all the fishermen down floating the rivers. Uh, hunting season opened this weekend. Right. A bow. So we've got a lot of guys out on the hills and the mountains. Um, it's, it's an exciting time of year, and it's just a beautiful time of year. Absolutely. All right, so before we get into the game drag system and all the exciting things we want to talk about there, um, let's give our listeners just a little background of yourself and how you got into all this. Well, Scott, about about 15 years ago, um, one of my partners is a bodybuilder, weightlifter. And originally, the cuff was developed to assist in lifting weights. It eliminated the grip totally, and by eliminating the grip, you allow the body to respond with two to four times the benefit um, out of every movement in lifting. Hmm. Well, we thought about that for a sec. We had it tested, and it tested out to be just about four times the benefit from every lift. Consequently, we're all hunters out here. Sure. And Terry approached me. Terry's the guy who really developed this, my partner. And he said, you know, Jerry, I got a great idea. When I'm out, if I pull an elk down in hunting season, the hardest thing is, is to drag that out by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, guys will quarter them up, et cetera, just because they're much too large to carry. But 
a couple of guys together can use this game drag, and they can pull out uh, four, five, six hundred pound elk without any problems whatsoever. The product is ergodynamically designed to fit around the wrist like a wrist cuff, and the grip, if you were going to normally pull a piece of game out of the woods, you gotta you got to grab it somehow, the legs, the horns, antlers, whatever. Sure. This is so much easier. You wrap the strap around the antler or around whatever part of the animal you're looking to drag, and if there's two of you, it makes it real easy, and the animal just slides through the woods. Right. It's a, it's a very simple process. Our guest is Jerry McGowan, and uh, our the company we are promoting today is GameDragSystem.com. And then, again, this is a, a kind of a, a, a grip-free game drag system because, as you mentioned, boy, you want to get your hands tired. You grab something with just the palm of your hand, wrap your fingers around it, and do that very long at all. Man, your hands can wear out. And what I love about this, and, and being very transparent and very honest with our listeners, I uh, have not had a chance to personally use this, but just putting it on and feeling it and putting it around some weight things and pulling it, I can already tell of where this could probably save. And I'm going to do some checking with some doctor friends of mine and ask them how many injuries they hear about out in the woods because I'm telling you, a lot of guys hurt their backs, they hurt their wrists, you know, they can damage tendons and joints, and this just relieves all that stress. It's exactly right, Scott. The best part of this particular product is if I'm out hunting in the woods and I'm dragging, a, uh, I'm dragging game through the woods, let's say I'm with someone else and this is their game, you know, if I'm dragging by gripping onto something, I've got to stop every 10 or 20 steps <laughs> because you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Because you've got, you got to rest your hands. The smaller muscles will always fatigue sooner than the bigger muscle. And your hands and your wrists, forearms, they will always fatigue prior to any other muscle in your body. I realized when I was dragging out an elk with somebody last season, and as we're dragging out an elk, I spot the perfect elk all 300 yards out. And the beauty of this product is I was able to get my rifle out and get a shot off on this elk and because my hands weren't exhausted i wasn't shaking like you normally can do when you drag for a long period of time sure. your fingers get tired your your muscles your joints and tendons get tired and you can shake and that will affect your performance when you're taking down game this eliminates any kind of fatigue in the hand at all Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times, too, you know, especially when you're by yourself and even and I've been with a, a buddy before, too. And a lot of times just the the weight and the awkwardness of trying to get an animal in a position to try to start, uh, or, uh, you know, carrying it out or dragging it, whatever can work. I mean, that animal is always working against you because no pun intended. It's dead weight and you're trying to get it in a position. This eliminates that because it's it's always in a position for you just to wrap the straps around the antlers or whatever. That's exactly right, Scott. The other thing that's real important, and you brought up a great point, the other thing that's important is the positioning. If you're going up or down hills, 
how often have you gone down a hill and that game has swung around in front of you? And the next thing you know, you've got to run away down the hill and you're holding <laughs> on for dear life trying to keep up with it. Right, yes, sir. The beauty of this coffee is you can literally let that game slide around you and you've got the game in front of you, but you've got a wrist cuff on. And you can literally follow that game slowly down the hill and when you get to the bottom of the hill, change positions and pull it up a hill if you need to. It just makes dragging grain so easy. And if you're out in the woods and you're any distance from where your vehicle is, I know I know when we bow hunt, we walk for miles. Yes, sir. Miles. You're out in the middle of the woods, you get a you get game out there, you got a long way to drag that game. Especially if you're in a place like the Bob Marshall up here, where there's no motorized vehicles, right? Well, you've got to get it back to a horse or something to get it out of there. Um, this makes that a much easier task, and it makes hunting a much easier and and and, and a more fun thing to do than looking forward to the work at the end of the day. Well, and that's true, and we all say that, you know, once you pull the trigger or let the arrow fly. We look at each other and go, now the work begins. And, you know, you're absolutely you're, right. You're right. So go to GameDragSystem.com. I know it's hard on radio, and, uh, you know, we're going to try to do a Facebook Live with this uh, here pretty soon on, on our show. But go to GameDragSystem.com. You, you will see very, very quickly. We've got a great website where you can see the whole design in this, how it works. Again, this is really a, a grip-free game drag system. The whole design's just to help take that pressure off of all the places to get tired very easily. And uh, it is a grip-free cuff. And uh, you can use it individually uh, if you're hunting with a buddy or a friend. Of course, you can. Uh, two people can help with this, which makes that work a little bit better. And we're going to try to do this, Jerry, too, with our, uh, you know, International Sportsman's Expo coming up in January. We're looking forward to that. So we're going to try to figure out a way to uh, maybe have some here, uh, you know, at our booth to sell as well. And, uh, again, boy, the, you know, it's always just great in this outdoor industry because somebody uh, way smarter than me always thinks of the things that we need out there. And, boy, there's just several things like that every person should have in their pack. And whether you're planning on not, not – I think you've probably seen this, too – you know, guys or gals, they don't plan on maybe going back very far. Then all of a sudden, they get on a stalk, and before you know it, you're three or four miles back there, and now you're there in trouble. You go. What are you going to do? Yeah, there you go. You're absolutely right, Scott. And it's the unforeseen things that take place when we're out in the woods that we like to try and uh, prepare for as best we can. And I think, as you just said so eloquently, getting on a scent, getting on a piece of game, following it into the woods, and that becomes your, your, your impetus for staying out there. And you'll track and you'll track. I know guys that are not tracking game for four and five hours at a time. Yes, sir. And, you know, when they finally harvest the game, it's all about figuring out where the heck they are and how the heck they're going to get the game back there. <laughs> exactly. So it's one of those things that allows one to do it easier without the issues that normally can take place when you're harvesting game. Well, good. Well, hey, Jerry, we look forward to this, and we're, we're going to make this a regular segment on the show. 
again, we're all forgetting the right tools in everyone's hands. And, uh, boy, this is one that can really help you out in the field. GameDragSystem.com. Get yours today. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Need a place to send in your rifle for the upcoming hunting season? Let me tell you about the official shooting range of Sportsman of Colorado. Blue Core Shooting Center. Open Mondays 10 to 6 p.m. and Tuesday through Friday 10 to 8. And for your convenience, Saturday and Sunday 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Blue Core offers the only 100-yard indoor range in Denver. Become a member for only $35 per month, and you can shoot an unlimited amount with no lane fees. With your membership, there's no waiting your turn. You can reserve a lane online. Blue Core Shooting Center is even climate controlled for your comfort. Blue Core Shooting Center, 7860 West Jewel Avenue in Lakewood. Tell them Sportsman of Colorado sent you. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy, up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, Dan Johnson with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And right now we're selling all 2017 Chevrolets at employee supplier pricing, plus all the rebates, for a total of up to $11,000 off on some vehicles. And we need your trade-ins, and we'll pay the highest prices anywhere, whether you owe money on it or not. Give us a chance, you won't be sorry. I guarantee you that nobody can sell you a Chevrolet for less than Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax, or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, if you are just turning on your radio, my name is Scott Watley. Alan Stack now joins us. Stack Optical Services, 2233 South Monaco Parkway, Suite 107 is now the new location. Phone number stays the same, 303-321-1578. Now, Alan, I hate moving a house. I cannot imagine moving a business of glasses. <laughs> and it's a 50-year-old business. Yes. Oh, it, it was something else. Um, 
I'd never been through anything like it. It was very stressful. It was a six-month process from negotiations till we finally moved in July 1st. But it is such a beautiful office. Oh, it and really is. And I've had is. so many po- so much positive feedback from the move, mm-hmm. from folks saying, thank you for moving out of Cherry Creek. It was getting so crowded. Yeah. Now we have parking, and we have a much bigger office. We can breathe. Mm-hmm. We don't feel cramped. And you had easy access, easy parking there pretty much a little bit, but... It was a tight But the only lot. <laughs> reason we had that is because the docks were starting to move out already because oh, we sold okay. the building, turned it into apartments. Right. So the last year, yeah, parking wasn't too bad because the building was half full. Right. And I remember when we spoke right when you first uh, received notice that you were going to have to move. And that was a very daunting day for you just mentally, right? Well, I grew up in that building. Yeah. You know, we'd been there since the 60s. And uh, actually, it's been kind of fun. I set up a little museum. In the corner of the office, just kind of highlighting the oh, cool the situation. Yeah. Well, again, twenty two thirty three South Monaco Parkway, Suite one hundred seven. The number is three zero three three two one fifteen seventy eight. They're open nine to five thirty uh, Monday through Friday, and uh, for your convenience, nine to five on Saturday. And um, you're probably gonna be better at giving a little bit of direction because you probably had to give little people. So right there when they turn off Monaco, what's what are you kind of telling people for land? Well, it's right there at Monaco and Evans. So we are on the uh, southwest corner of Monaco and Evans in the shopping center there. As soon as you turn in, you'll see a Wendy's and a Starbucks. And a lot of folks are familiar with Bruno's restaurant. Sure. And we're just two doors down from them. So we're talking now 50 years almost. I know. I was hoping to celebrate 50 years in the old building, yeah. but, you know, it's, we're 49 right now, and next year is 50. Well, next June will be 50 years. Right. Okay. And like you said, just a beautiful facility, and the depth of it, you know, when you walk in, just makes it look, I mean, really, truly a, a boutique. Exactly. Kind of and, a, Yeah. And, you know, we're not talking on top of each other. Right. Everything's spread out. Oh, it's it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Now, we always want to start out talking really about an eye exam because that is really um, what you need to have done if you haven't had one in a while. And depending on age, probably you say at least within a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we get, get older, one. it's more important because a lot of times if the doc can find something early, we can get it corrected. Mm-hmm. So early and, diagnosis is key. And we're, we, I should have probably asked you this before we went live here on radio, but it's still 69 bucks. $69. Oh, man. And the doctor is real happy with his new office. It's yeah. twice the oh, size. Oh, he's got to be. Oh, yeah. yeah, twice the size of his old exam room. Right. So $69. And this is um, a great eye exam. This is not just something where, you know, they turn off the lights, shine a couple of lights in your eyes, see if you can read some letters at the end of the wall. This is a very good, thorough eye exam. And, Alan, we've talked about it before, but I think it's worth mentioning uh, that's a lot of windows, so to speak, to your overall health is your exactly. eyes. When and you guys have helped some people catch yes, stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's got, um, uh, you know, bl- bl- high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, glaucoma. I just There's so many different things that they can catch early and get on it, then it doesn't become such a big problem. Right. And Marie Christine, she is producing our show today. And, uh, Marie, we, I know we, we had you on before with Alan, but... Um, I think there's always a little bit of anxiety when you go in for any kind of exam and eye exam and also um, maybe talk about your experience again with that eye exam. Well, sure, Scott. And, you know, I don't know that I necessarily get anxious going to the eye doctor, except when they dilate your eyes is a little nerve wracking for me because I don't know, they 
they put that liquid in your eyes and your <laughs> eyes look like an alien for a little while. And, and one thing I appreciated when I saw the doctor, I forget the doctor's name. Dr. McMillan. Dr. McMillan. Um, is he happened to see that my pupils were big enough that day, just on my own, naturally, that he said, oh, we don't need to dilate you today. And just that he was able to assess it in the moment like that, instead of just following the, the list that he always follows, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of showed me some of his expertise. Right. And um, it seemed like he did a couple things that the ordinary eye doctors don't do, or at least that I don't remember, like blowing a little puff of air in your eye to mm -hmm. see how your eye reacts to that. That I had never had that done before and just seemed very thorough and well done. And yeah, right. I, had, I had a good experience. Now, that little puff of pressure. That's for checking for glaucoma. Okay, glaucoma. Yeah. That is a pretty standard test, but right. it is an important one. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to seeing your new office. I haven't gotten to stop by oh, yet. <laughs> got to see it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Of course, eyeglasses are the mainstay, and wow, have they changed. You know, and um, I remember in your other, other office, you had a little display there of kind of where eyeglasses started from, and thank the Lord they changed over years because we would look pretty funny. I've really expanded on that little. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you stay up, really, on all the different, because, I mean, your stuff is like. Well, I, I, I get about a half a dozen journals mm. a month that I go through and keeps up on the fashion, keeps up on techniques. But I, you know, I also like to keep up on what's happening in optometry and ophthalmology. So I get those journals as well. Because a lot of folks will come to me looking for recommendations and so forth. And we have some fine ophthalmologists that we refer to. Right. And you know, it's really, two things are important there. Of course, the lens, getting the right prescription, but the fit. And this is what we say, you get with you. You're not gonna get on the internet trying to save 20 bucks on a pair of glasses. I mean, the fit is huge. You can have the right lenses, but if they don't fit right. Right, and it's just like that frame. That frame has to fit to begin with. You mm -hmm. can't design fit into a frame that doesn't fit you. And that's, you can't tell that on the internet. Right. It's gonna fit your bridge properly or not. And if it doesn't, no matter what I do to the adjustment, it's not gonna correct that. Mm -hmm. Alan Stack is our guest, Stack Optical. And again, Alan has been in the same place for a long, long time, but they recently made a move, opened July, uh, 1st of July. And uh, now their new location is at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, Suite 107, uh, right there in a really nice um, strip center kind of mall there. Uh, they're on the southwest corner there of Evans. They are open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5.30, and then 9 to 5 on Saturdays. Progressive lenses, those are things that, you know, I've got, um, several of my friends have gotten from you uh, and all. I know my pastor's wife, it took her a little while to get, but I'm telling you, people love those progressive lenses. But you, but you have to use them properly. Yes. The biggest problem is somebody going from single vision lenses, which they could see all the way through the lens, then to go to a progressive. When you go to a progressive, you've got to point your nose at what you look at, mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to do that. After a while, you do it without thinking about it. Right. But the hardest thing is to learn to point your nose at what you look at. Yep. No, it absolutely is. <laughs> and then also another one that a lot of folks just hold their head down when they try to read. Well, the big thing is to hold your head straight, drop your eyes into the reading portion, and then adjust your head where it's comfortable to read. Okay. Those are some very important points that a lot of folks forget or they're never told about. Right. And you also work with those that wear contacts. Yep. And boy, contacts have come a long way through the years too, haven't they? They, they have. You know, and our doctor definitely keeps up on that and has quite a contact lens practice. Right. Stack Sports Pack. 
I had never thought about all the different uh, tents that are available and while I maybe bought several different pair of different t tents with you know hunting or shooting or just outdoor activities playing golf this is really something that um, has changed my sunglass life Alan just having one frame and then being just able switch to up pop lenses. in lenses but why do tents really make such a difference well it's just like being out on the water it's it's good to have a nice gray polarized lens because that really blocks out the light but on the other hand if you're out on the golf course and you wear that same lens you're trying to follow that ball going in and out of shadows well the problem with the gray is it darkens those shadows you can't see the ball so then we use a brown polarized tint or another one we like to use is that driveware which changes depending on the light conditions mm -hmm. But it's that brown that allows you to cut through those shadows, allows you to find the ball. Um, also, hunting. You don't want to use gray out hunting. Right. Gray will, again, darken those shadows, makes it harder for you to spot those animals. But a brown lens blocks out the, the blue light. The blue light is the one light in the spectrum that doesn't focus well on the retina. Mm -hmm. So if we could use a brown lens, that will filter that. And it's kind of like the high definition of lenses. The brown will allow you to see through those shadows see, and really make the colors pop on the animal. Right. And again, this is a stack sports pack, so I'll try to explain it the best way I can. It, um, if you, and, and you don't have to get all the tents at one time, um, but it, it kind of makes sense to, if you're going to do this, to get several anyway. So I know Kevin Flesh, boy, he loves his as well, uh, you know, fishing and all the different things. But this is one frame. And then you can get these different tents, and Alan can help you decide which ones are best for your outdoor activity. And you can take them, take those uh, the frame off, slip the one, uh, two lenses out there, put your new tents right back in, and assume your outdoor activity. And uh, really, really incredible, and really enhances every activity in the outdoors. And again, this is called the Stack Sports Pack, and um, I promise you, the tents really do make a difference. So. Get by and see Allen. Again, that uh, eye exam is $69, and that new address is 2233 South Monaco Parkway, Suite 107. They're on the southwest corner there of Evans and Monaco. And their number is 303-321-1578. 303-321-1578, Monday through Friday, 9 to 530. And they're also available for your convenience on Saturdays from 9 to 5. Well, Alan, congratulations. Oh, like I say, you. a move is hard, but, you know, wow. Sometimes those things that we think are just going to be a disaster turn into the biggest blessing for us. I think this is going to be a great one for you. It has been. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. <laughs>